come to Oklahoma to beat Texas. I was born and raised in Austin. They didn't recruit me. I grew up 15 miles from their campus. I can't stand them. And anything they do, I don't care. You know, talk to the NFL guys, they, they say I have to calm it down a little bit, but when it comes to Texas, absolutely not. I can't stand them. But, no, just end of story. All right, thanks. Put that one on Twitter. Put that one on Twitter. What does a victory over Texas do for you and your club now? I'm a happier than a pig eating shit. Oklahoma's talking about us? No, but the, the state up? I'm really shocked. That's a, <laughs> that's a surprise. Come on, Mac. Come on, Mac. They're probably saying something that was true, okay? If I know Oklahoma fans talking about Texas. Soft. Probably saying something that was true. And hey, but to that point, this is, and it goes back to you know, when we had balls in the first hour, said it feels like Texas, unfortunately, has made the right hire. Um, it, it, this will be the least soft Texas team that we've played. Like, they've actually. Which is not saying much. I, I, the point that you're making is they are actually tough and physical and they're good in the yep. trenches, but that is true. But at the same time, it's also maybe, maybe not saying much yep. for them. Uh, and up to being exposed at any moment. So, yeah, it, it, should be, it should be a very physical football game, which is how everyone wants this one, right? Well, I, look, I, I hate them. I can't stand them 365 days a year. But is this rivalry best when both teams are competing at a high level? Yeah, of course yep. it is. Is OU as a program best when Texas has got things going and they're maybe competing at a high level? History kind of says that that's true, that's right. right? You know, I just. Well, that's why I, you know, just to take that to a larger degree. That's why I think the move to the SEC is going to be one of 100%. the best things that's happened to this 100%. this uh, this program because I historically the better everyone is that's surrounding us, the better we are, and just rise above the level of everyone else. But you know, th- it's crazy that this feels like and it's always been a kind of a battleground for recruits in the state of Texas, right between these two programs. I, this feels like a, because you have two new coaches, fairly new. I know Sarkeesian's in his third year and Venables is in his second. But, like, if you're an up-and-coming, super-talented kid in the state of Texas, and, you know, it's kind of always been, at least to some degree, Oklahoma and Texas have been, you know, in your, in your, you know, the group of schools you're looking at, like, this feels like, whether it's true or not, we talked about it. It feels like this game is going to give the impression to everyone out there, like who's going to have it going the best in the future. Yeah. Hey, uh, before we get James Spann on of Boy Street Ventures, just wanted to wish a happy birthday today to my bonus daughter, Charlotte Greenhall. Oh, she is 13 that? years uh, old today. We did our normal Friday Starbucks run and had the candle on the glazed donut that she gets. So happy birthday, Charlotte. She she even has me reading books these days. Nice. I read a chapter a night. Yeah, Percy Jackson. So look at that. Charlotte, she's all she didn't really care about football that much, but so You're her, in the teenager world so, now. So her life is actually uh happy that she doesn't get emotionally attached to a football team all the time. But no, ha- 
Ha- happy birthday, Charlotte. Happy birthday. James Spann of Boyd Street Ventures now joins us. And James? Hey, boys. How you doing? It's uh, nah, good, man. It's Friday before you, you Texas. Uh, one, how could you not be excited about this? But how can you not be excited in the lobby of the Omni? Oh, this like, is the this best. Is, this is the best, isn't this it? This is the best. I look forward to this all year. Uh, you know, I've been I've been going to a lot of OU Texas games since 1978. 1978 was your wow. first OU Texas game. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yep. A good yep. one. That was a good one. The, the 70s. Yeah. So I was there 78 to 83. Well, how are you feeling about tomorrow's game? I feel, actually, I feel really good. Good. It's, it's going to be a, a defensive battle, I think. Yeah. Um, it's been a while since we've had one of those I know, in this game. But I think we're going to put some points up on them. I, I they're going to be shocked. Yeah. I mean, we got we got speed, physicality. Uh, I I think they're going to be shocked. So I'm going to give you about 90 seconds to think of your answer, okay? Okay. But one of my favorite things about Friday and Monday is that we get to do the under the radar player by Boy Street Ventures. Like it's been fun for us. But the text line gets so involved with it, it's just been its been a lot of fun. And we're going to do that coming up next segment. But I'm going to give you a few minutes to think about okay. your under-the-radar player. But we talk about Boy Street Ventures all the time, uh, under the radar, above the crowd. If you could, just give us more of an idea of what Boy Street Ventures does for OU alumni, OU students, just kind of everyone in general. Yeah, that's great. I'm an OU alum myself and been doing a lot of work at OU. And we have a lot of technology on campus that our faculty and staff and even our students are developing that's just completely under the radar that people doesn't know about. And so in in 2015, when I started this concept, I saw the technology we had, but we had two problems. One, there was not an operating model to launch companies, and there was no capital. And so we started working in 2015, just building momentum. Uh, And over the last eight years, we got to a point to where we could actually launch the firm. And we focus on faculty, students, staff, alumni, technology that people don't know about, and bring in funders. Uh, Funders are are alumni, uh, friends of OU, uh, and we also have a a number of big investors like Bank of America, Gateway First Bank, Bank First, uh, and we're soon going to announce a large corporation in Oklahoma that made a significant investment in BSV. So we, we focus on OU technology. Uh, and that's our that's our game. We strictly OU OU alumni and really anything connected to Oklahoma. So that's that's our that's our jam. What so if there's someone out there that perhaps wants to get involved and learn more about you guys, what's the best avenue? Yeah, the best avenue is to go to our website boardstreetmentors.com, or they can contact me directly. I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm on the OU Connection website. Uh, those are the best ways to get me or, or e- email me. My email and all the information is on the website. Um, we'll soon have an 800 number that we'll start putting and promoting on the ref uh, so that people can get me. Right now, they're just calling my cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And we need to get them connected in through like an 800 call. Well, hey, whenever you think that maybe the next Google is being developed up there, give me a shout. Give me a call because <laughs> oh, let- you but we, that's the cool thing, right, is you never know what you're going to get up there. They're working on some impressive I stuff. I know. And a lot of people don't know what we've got at OU. When I tell them we've got the only academic medical center in the, in the state and what we're doing at OU Health, and I tell them about our meteorology school, which is the number one in the country. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I went to the meteorology show last January in Denver, and OU is like the god. I mean, everybody's swarming around OU and what we're doing and weather radar, climate technology, We've got some cool stuff at OU. People just don't know about it. 
Uh, the first six months of me doing this and going to the market, people were looking at me like, why Oklahoma? Why OU? They had no idea. Uh, the last six months, that conversation has kind of waned out because people see what we've done. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we came out of the shoots. We made, we've made 10 investments so far, all in Oklahoma's connected companies. Uh, we had our investment committee last Friday. Uh, we looked at nine companies. We're going to invest in six. Two are companies that we're actually moving from California to Oklahoma. Uh, and so we're bringing technology into the state as well and really building momentum to help build economic development uh, in Norman and Cleveland County and greater Oklahoma uh, in, all, in general. So you get the first pick. Normally, by the time we're four or five minutes into a segment, I give my prediction, Teddy gives his, the text line's going crazy. And the pickings aren't really there, right? Yeah. They kind of, you know, everyone said all the names by now. So James Spann of Boyd Street Ventures gets the first crack at the under-the-radar player, Friday of OU Texas. Yeah, so Who's it going to be? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with someone that everybody knows. Okay. And this guy's been waiting for this for a year, and that's Dylan Gabriel. All right. I think Dylan's going to have a big game tomorrow. Uh, I don't think people are going to expect it. I mean, he's been waiting on this for a year to get back in on the field and, and do this. So... That's my pick. I think he's I think it's a, a great day. pick. It qualifies as under the radar. We're coming into this game, and if you compare the two quarterbacks, statistically, Dylan Gabriel's better, but yep. all the conversation is on Quinn Ewers yep. in Texas. So let, let I, him have that conversation. I think it's a great pick. I think I think Dylan's going to have a big day. Um, I'd like to see Jackson Arnold a bit in the running set to throw Texas off. Mm -hmm. uh, if we get to see that, it would be great. Um, but I, I think Dylan's going to have a big day. I think he's going to run the ball. They're not going to expect that. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's my pick. Yeah. No, I, I mean, he's coming off the best game of his career, right. at least in an OU uniform. Yep. So you got to think that confidence level right now, like the more that I think about your pick, it's like, all right, he's coming off his best game. OU's wide receivers might be the best position group on the team. Yep. Texas secondary might be gettable. One of their best players in the secondary could be Hurts. Um, it. Teddy, it feels like it's very set up for Gabriel to have a big day tomorrow. He's just got to hit the layups. No, yeah. it does. Do. And I, th I think the receivers will have a big day. I mean, I've been impressed with the receivers. They've been catching balls. Uh, we had a lot of drops last year, but I, I, I'm, I'm going with Gabriel. I think he's okay. the dude tomorrow. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Text line's probably going to steal your answer now. Yeah. That's <laughs> you laid it out so they perfectly could, could, that it's like, no, it's, that's a pretty good pick. I'll go with that one. Who did Plank pick? I uh, I didn't I don't I don't know who he picked for his under the radar player. Maybe he picked D Dylan Gabriel as well. All right, I'll have to ask him. <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm excited about it. I think uh, I think this is this is Dylan Gabriel's opportunity to burst onto the scene. Now he's played well, and everyone knows he's quarterback at Oklahoma. But if he goes out and has a big game like he's capable of, like if he replicates last week's game this week against Texas in a big win. There's going to be a lot of buzz around Dylan Gabriel's yep. name. People he's, been, are, he's been trending. Yep. People are a segment early right now. PJ and Danny <laughs> Stutzman, Gavin Freeman's going to break one of the punt returns as the Jag. Justin in Newcastle, Stogner will be a big-time player tomorrow. Gunner says G Freaky is who I'm taking. Chapstick, Walter Rouse is the under-the-radar player. Well. He's going to move humans and open up the run game on the left side. Well, if our offensive line plays really, really well against Texas D-line, one of the strengths of their football team, then that bodes well for Dylan Gabriel. James Spann of Boyd Street Ventures. I know I'm at least going to be out there for the TCU game because that's an 11 a.m. kickoff. Right. I love your 
I love your office space on Campus Corner, man. No, that's, that's great. You guys are going to be there, right? Are you well, be there? well, that's yeah. I'll be there. It's okay. an 11 a.m. kick, 11 so I'll definitely be there. We'll okay. see if we have any other 11 a.m. kicks. But let's just say um, they have a good time before the game, even yeah, for 11 a.m. kicks. There at Boyd Street Ventures. One more time. What's the best way people can get involved? Yeah, just uh, hit me up on LinkedIn. Uh, or you can look at our website, BoydStreetVentures.com, and find us there. Uh, a lot of people call my cell phone, so you can reach me there. But, yeah, just the website is the best way. There you go. You're the best, man. Appreciate right, thanks, you. guys. Appreciate it. Yeah. All right, let's hit a quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hanging out the Omni in Dallas. Tons of Sooner fans here. If you're in the Big D, swing by, have a cold beverage, and say hello. We'll be back. It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. And our guy Steve Stutzman is going to join us on this OEC Football Friday. We're a big fan of Steve Stutzman. I know the text line in as well. So this is our Under the Radar segment. And as the segment goes on, we'll get our Under the Radar submissions for tomorrow. I'm going to make Steve give an Under the Radar submission as well. But if you got any questions for old uh, Papa Top over here, (laughs) send him in and we'll get it to him. Hey, I I want to start here, man. So you grew up in West Texas, correct? No, East Texas. Or East Texas. Danny grows up in Florida. Yes. What did you know about this game? What did Danny know about this game so before he got I knew here? about this game. Just uh, uh, my, my mom and dad would take us to the fair uh, every year. And probably since I was seven years old. So I'd be walking around just seeing all these red and orange. Uh, I, I, I couldn't fathom what it was. And obviously as I grew up in the football world, I'm like, oh, my God. It's, what, a, what a Everybody in Texas knows what this weekend is. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is legendary. You know, as Teddy can attest to, this is this is where legacies are made right here. What did Danny know about it in Florida? Uh, he didn't really know anything about it, to be honest. I mean, he you know he's he knew about he knew about the Florida FSU, yeah. Miami uh, mm-hmm. FSU, and uh, t- sort of those interstate rivalries, but not really Texas OU until he until he got a taste of that two years ago. Yeah, it's wild. I, I know that he's. I think this is the year where I mean he, he's been great up to this point. And, you know, we've been talking. I think it's going to be a really tight game. I think it's going to be a lower-scoring game. And I think it's going to be probably decided by a special team's, like a critical mistake or, or a big play that someone creates. But um, I think turnovers, stuff like that, like defense is going to be huge. Like the focal point for both teams, I feel like, for the first time in a long time. No, I couldn't agree more, Teddy. I mean, you look at the film and – you know, contrary to what people may think, I do watch film because I'm, I'm fully invested <laughs> at this point. So I, I do watch, you know, they have – there's a lot of similarities between both teams as far as you know, the depth and, and the positions and, and where, can, where can a game be made. And I think you're right – you know, you're right on the money, as always. You know, special teams is going to be huge. Yep. I mean, I, I feel we got we, – I think we might have an advantage. I was watching some of the film that and they're having struggles. They're having a little struggles. It hasn't been perfect for them. Like a lot of people feel like Texas goes and beats Alabama, their number three team in the country. They're just mowing through everyone. That's not the case. You know, Wyoming, who I think is a a solid football team, but Wyoming's running the ball all over them. They couldn't punch it in. They made some mistakes themselves. Texas really struggled offensively. I mean, you can look in in several of their games where they've had some real issues. Well, you know, what I'm looking at, Tyler and and, and Teddy, is I'm watching how the adjustments and how quickly the adjustments are made. And it seems like to me, just from where I'm locked, it seems like the adjustments are made way later in the games. Those games aren't really decided till about, you know, till the end of the fourth quarter. I mean, you look at uh, last week, Kansas, 
uh, 13-7 going to half, mm-hmm. uh, 14-20, 21-14 in the third quarter. Yep. And then you see Kansas starting to pull, you know, or, I'm sorry, Texas starting to pull away. At some point, the, At some point they, they the separate, roster starts to but separate. It's but it's not as quick. It's not, right. You know, usually you make the, you know, let's, let's go back to the Iowa State real quick. We made our adjustments pretty quickly. Yeah. I mean, we shut, you know, we got, okay, we, we got a couple big plays. They were doing dashes on some run stuff that, mm-hmm. you know, Dane's like, hey, man, they haven't run that all week. And we had to make adjustment on the sidelines, and then they made the adjustment seems pretty yep. a lot quicker. And of course, they well, shut them down in the second half. And that's one of the the things that, you know, I've, I've talked about a little bit with with what's gone on up to this point. Like we've had some issues defensively on like Iowa State started hitting us on some like crack stuff, yep. cracking the safeties and making the corner replace, and some of that pin pull stuff. They hadn't been doing that but if you remember Tulsa had some success yes. early in the game doing that uh, Cincinnati had some success on some perimeter outside zone type of runs so I think Texas at a minimum is going to make sure that we've fixed whatever that issue is yeah. but they may also make it a, a fundamental part of their game plan and as good as Sark is they're not going to show it to you early they're going to act like they're showing it to you, but it's going to be a big play action yeah. off of it because everyone's going to see it as they line up. Everyone's going to say, here comes the crack toss. We've been working on this pin-pull scheme, and then it's like a fake go Damn. route off right. the top of yeah. it, right? So, yeah. you know, I, I do expect that Texas is going to have some game plan stuff built in. Oh, they have to. I mean, you got to take advantage of some of the, you know, the aggressiveness that, that mm-hmm. uh, BV dials up and, and counterpunch with that. Yeah. And, and – and then you can also say that on the other side, too. Levy's, Levy's got some punches sure. for himself, yeah. too, right? Yep. Yeah. So. Well, uh, Steve Stussman is our guest, by the way. So we've been talking a lot about Danny, playing an All-American level. In my opinion, I think in everyone's opinion. But how much has the defensive line had to do with the way that Danny's playing up to this point? I think uh, Danny will tell you first and foremost it has, it's had everything to do with it. I mean, it's just, you know, guys are not on top of you as fast. And uh, he's able to – you know, read flow and recognize, you know, what's going on, you know, not only quicker, you get a clear view of what's happening. And in knowing that the guys in front of him are protecting the gaps are supposed to be. The gap integrity is a lot is a lot stronger now. So he's not worried about having to cover two guys. He's covering his own gap, right, Tay? I mean, that's, yep. that's how, how it is. And it, it is it's phenomenal. And then also having the guys behind, you know, the younger guys that can come in and, 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 and replicate and also do the same thing has been huge. I mean, that's, you know, when, when Danny or Jaron goes out, you got, you know, Kip, you know, uh, McKenzie, you know, uh, you know, those guys going in. And even, you know, when Desan, you know, they rotate a lot of guys. It's, it's really nice to have, know that, you know, everybody's like, oh, my God, he's out of the game. You know, right. no, it, now everybody's like, it's okay. You know, it's, it's fine. We're going to be fine. You it's know? one of those things where it's kind of hard to visualize, but as, as everyone around gets better, it actually looks like you draw it up on the grease board, right? Yeah. Like, this is my gap. Uh, or maybe if you're a two-gap player, these are the two gaps. This is where it's going to be. You know, we got these guys in these gaps. The support player's coming down from this depth, and he's going to play here. Whenever everyone's doing those things, it becomes really easy because it's exactly how you walk through it. It's exactly how you draw it up. Whenever it's not like that, and you got a guy getting cut off here, and the support guys are screwed up, and no one – it's just – it turns into a big mess, and everyone ends up looking bad. Yeah, so I, it's that's the best thing so far is, like, team defense, everyone's playing well. It, and it 
obviously shows up in the results. Well, I'd like to say, you know, I think the back end, too, is, is huge. Yeah, I mean, they great. really made some nice upgrades at safeties. And, mm-hmm. man, what what can you say about, uh, you know, Peyton Bowen? I mean, that Jeez. guy, that kid is. Superstar, man. You know, we, you know, and that just compliments, you know, Bauman and, and, and Key and, mm-hmm. and, and, and Gentry. All those guys, it's, it's, you know, of course, we know about what, what Woody's done. Woody's been so quiet because. He just shuts down, guys. We don't want to hear his name. We don't name. want to hear his name. Tell you, you don't, don't want to call his name, name out, right? No. You don't no. want to call his name out. I don't, this isn't so much yeah. of a question on the text line, Steve, but Cherokee Sooner says, Steve, when Danny wins the butt kiss, don't let him lose the trophy like Teddy almost did. <laughs> <laughs> That's his butt kiss award almost got lost after he. Well, I've, I've, I've not heard this story. Well, my brother was in charge of it, <laughs> and he, as he says, was overserved at the <laughs> award ceremony, and it was his responsibility. And he thought he left it in the uh, the overhead on the plane oh, on the way home. No. It's pretty funny, but it's going to be in y'all's background or back backyard. Uh, yeah, Jay, I'll be honest. I don't know how the buckets works. I know that with fifty one get nominated, obviously because rest in peace. Mm-hmm. You know, Dick Buckets is gone now, but. Uh, I don't know how it works. Oh, here's how it works. You play your ass off yes. in a game like there is tomorrow. Right. That's that's, that, that's how it works. That's that's you know that's the thing. Danny doesn't talk about it. You know he doesn't. And if you look at, at his uh, you know interviews, mm-hmm. it's not. It might be far in the back reaches of his mind. Mm-hmm. Like we're all human, but it's not something that he he strives for. You know. Yeah. He he wants the play in in, in the complimentary of his teammates and to get that's the right. win. And that you know that'll determine you know. It, those guys will determine who gets those. The awards, big right? stuff at the end, it is, have, it's all there. It's, it's, it's a bunch of, of little decisions yes. Yes. and plays and all of those things on the way, and, we, and he knows that. We had the balls on last hour, which was awesome. But we had text coming in. I think it was Jim in Arlington said, hey, ask him about the conversation he had with Danny. But I'm curious about you as a dad. Grew up in East Texas, lived a long time in Florida. Yeah. What's it like as a dad and – the boss, who you know is growing up, is having conversations with so, your kid, all, all these things. It is so cool, man. I, I mean, you guys don't know. I was recruited by Oklahoma. I almost went to Oklahoma. Now, what year? Uh, this was in 87. Okay. So there's a, 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 a tight end you may have heard of, Keith Jackson, that huh. was there. Huh. Huh. Went, well, let's, let's research you know, him. Yeah. You might you might have heard of him. <laughs> so, you know, I'm like, uh, better not. I don't know. I, for some reason, I didn't go. But, uh, don't. I watched the boss. The boss is just, mm-hmm. I mean, he's iconic. I mean, it's it's. You you put together now, and that, but that like you're coming out right as he's finishing, yes, yes. and everyone either loved him you or love hated him, hate him. <laughs> love right. him or hate him, but, but 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 you better respect him. Yeah, you know you respect what he did, but I didn't hate him because man, I, you know he's playing Miami. Miami was probably everybody hated Miami. Right. I mean, so Boz is actually a good guy when 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 those two met, but yeah, he's just it, you know Danny. Had a chance to uh, you know uh, I guess they were shooting a promo for one of the a hype. Mm-hmm. And and bought, they reached out and Danny let him use his, uh, his glasses. Yeah, and he said no problem, just sign them. And, and dude, he's got those. The, the boss, cool. it's it, he cherishes those. I said, hey dude, I'm gonna take these uh, glasses to that. No, no, no. He gets he gets a little he gets a little upset. But now he he knows he's done his research. He knows what the linebacker, you know, coach with you know with, with Teddy and Rocky and all the other other guys have done. He's well aware of what it means to play linebacker. And he's teaching it to Jaron and McKenzie and Kip and the That's young the guys. That's the key. You, you gotta, gotta have, pass it down. You gotta it's pass gotta it down. It's gotta be perpetual, right? Mm-hmm. You gotta be able to to let those guys know what it means at OU. You know, now it's been a while since we've had defense. You know, Kenneth Murray. Tip your hat to Kenneth Murray. Yeah. What he was able to do with you know while he was here. 
I mean, it, it's, it's, it's incredible. Have, so, you, have you thought about that? I don't know if Brent's had a conversation with Danny about that, but you saying that, it makes me think. Like, I think this program's about to take off. And if I'm right about that, we're to look back in five years, ten years, and say, you know who really helped kind of rejuvenate getting this program back defensively? I think it was Danny Stutzman. So he's in a very unique and a very cool yeah. situation to kind of get not only get it going, but pass that along to everyone else. That's that's cool no, opportunity you're right. for him. It, you know, as you say that, Tyler, it really is because, you know, God, once I'm enthralled into, you know, I'm enthralled in Oklahoma football, you know, it's. It, and, and just looking back at the defenses of old and what it, it just breaks it just it's just breaking you out if you had that component how many na- more national championships you probably could have won right well so, this is the thing i always tell so everyone we have seven heisman trophy winners and not a single national championship was won in a year that a guy won a heisman trophy isn't that crazy well, I, I didn't know that it's wow. wild that yep. is that so there you go. So, you know, defense. <laughs> He's the you, walking stats guy. Right? No, hey, but that's, but that's what you guys do. And, and, you know, so getting back to your point, it is awesome that you got to have those, both, you know, both those components. And, you know, you, you look at what they're doing, that they are, they are building. It is, it is coming along probably better than what everybody's expected. Yeah. I mean, it, it, everybody can say, hey, we didn't play anybody. But at some point, when do you say we don't play anybody? I mean, we had. You know, I mean, the, I was listening the, to you and the Gabe. better you beat everyone, the yeah, worse I mean, your schedule I mean, is. Yeah. I'll be honest, Tay. Listening to you and Gabe talk about uh, Cincinnati, I'm like, man, I don't know if we have a chance. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, these guys. I mean, they, they had some good players. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the, the defensive tackles were as good as anybody you're going to meet, yep. and and you're going to see those guys. SMU's offense is, you know, they they they're, they're some good weapons. Yep. So we may, as a whole, they may not have been a great team, but they had components that at each week are going to build test up yep. to test you for this week where you have all those components this week, and now you're ready. And that's I think that's huge. This yep. is our under-the-radar segment brought to you by Boyd Street Ventures. Who's your under-the-radar player for tomorrow? Who's uh, it going to be? Under the radar. I, I, I think it's going to be G Freaky. Ooh, I think okay. G Freaky's going to do something that right. – that, uh, Special teams are on special, offense. I think special teams, okay. he's going to do something – that's going to make a big deal. He flips the field, or he takes one back, mm-hmm. or something's going to happen. I, th- I, I think that's I well. Think that he's been saying for two days now. Special teams is going to be, you know, the, the make or break thing in this game. It will he, decide this yeah. football. You game. don't have to take a pump back for a touchdown for no. that to be true. No. You can just do exactly what you're saying. Flip the field, field something at the twenty. Take it back to their 35-yard line, put you in field goal range, and that that could, something like that. Could well, be I know we I know we talked about, it, and I've heard Tay talk about. It. I mean, that Superman play was off of a punt, right? Special that, teams, yep. special teams that buried him deep, and then you know, then the, the players made a play. I mean, that's that that that's that's an infamy right there. I mean, that yeah. play is always you see that every year that clip. 22 yeah. years ago today. 22 years ago today. Makes him feel old, so. Yeah, it Much does. No, it, oh but it may make you feel old, but it also brings back some memories every time he sees it. Yeah, that's true. You get to relive that thing like it was that's yesterday. That's true. That's true. Very cool. Well, it's good to hear from you, and uh, it's going to be a wild one tomorrow. It's going to be yeah, fun. Yeah, Tyler, it is awesome. I mean, it's, it's you know, the setup that you guys have here and, and, and what you guys do, I, I listen to you guys every day and really appreciate what you guys yeah. do, and uh, it's fun. You know, it, it, it's fun to, you know, listen to a station that talks about you know the Sooners mm-hmm. you know 24 it's the Sooner channel it's, yep. it's awesome you guys, that's it you do you guys do a great job thanks man a great job alright well let's hit a quick timeout. more from the rush coming up on the hanging out at the Omni in Dallas stay tuned 
It's an OEC Football Friday live on the ref. West Yalagosny Law is bringing you what caught Teddy's eye. When you call a law firm, you would actually talk to a lawyer at Yalagosny Law. Communication is a priority. It's Yalagosny Law, 405-800-8080, 405-800-8080. Let's get to it. Story number one is. The only thing that I have that's caught my eye is the amount of events and presence that Baker Mayfield is having down in Dallas. He's all over the place. He's all over the place. It's pretty cool. Um, you know, I know he's got a bye week, but rarely do you ever see on a bye week an NFL player like, make the rounds like that. Usually it's kind of come in, all of a sudden they enter through one of the uh, the tunnels, and it's like, oh, my gosh, Baker's here. Like, he's been here all week everywhere yeah he was working at a canes yesterday somewhere in dallas um, roy roy used to have because you know roy played in dallas for what five six years however long it was but roy always had the best entrance because he would walk in like um midway late in the first quarter yep. and there's no action on the field he would walk through the tunnel everyone's like roy, perfect timing roy. right yeah no it was it was awesome um okay i've got a few here First, let's go with let, let's go with Baker Mayfield, who were we who we were just talking about. Yeah, and he was asked about the crotch grab against Kansas okay. on uh, the McAfee show today. "Quote: You mean you can't grab your crotch on the sideline anymore?" That was one of those blackout moments. <laughs> <laughs> it's still, to me, one of the the strangest. The whole the way that whole thing unfolded. Kansas didn't want to shake hands at the. The coin toss. They were asking for it. Which was interesting. And Baker's like, okay, okay, I got gotcha. you. And then, obviously, the crotch grab over from the sideline. And the fact that we had to line up, have a press conference, apologize, like, suspend Baker for, like, the first series. Like, that whole thing is, it really is, like, a glimpse of, into the mentality of our society these days. <laughs> it's true. Like the fact that that situation created that big of a deal, which was directed at the other sideline, who they probably didn't even see it, right? Or they were probably gesturing or flipping him off or whatever, that we have to make a huge ordeal and put him up in front of people to apologize is an absolute travesty. This series is splits over the last 67 years. OU Texas since 1955, 33, 33, and 3. Wow. It's a lot of 3s there. It is. That's crazy. So does someone, whoever wins this game, gain the advantage and start uh, yes. holding it over the other well, team? This well, is we're a, the better program since 55. This has been <laughs> – that is not beneath me, buddy. I got a whole offseason of content to fill coming up with a few months. Maybe so. But this series does work in streaks. So maybe Texas just had their small blip last year. Maybe OU's about to go on a four- or five-year run or so. No, so I hope so. I hope so. Uh, Oklahoma State, Kansas State tonight. I mean, it hasn't caught my eye yet because it's not going to happen until 6.30, but everyone just thinks that K-State's going to go in there and roll Oklahoma State. If OSU's going to push back this year and make a bowl game and have a respectable year, it better happen tonight. I just I don't think it's going to, man. I, I, I think, like, their mentality, where they're at right now, Kansas State's going to challenge it, and I don't, I don't think OSU's going to be game for what K-State's bringing. Yeah, Kansas State's really not the team you want to play whenever you're trying to climb out of a funk because 
they're just going to absolutely wear you down. And, you know, they, they had the bye week. I think for the most part they've gotten healthy. They're definitely healthier. Um, Will Howard playing some really good football at the moment. And uh, if, if Oklahoma State wants to have any chance in this game tonight, they better start fast. Yep. They better start fast, try and find a way to hit some explosives to get up on the board because if Kansas State gets a lead on them, buddy, it's going to be really really difficult to come back 24 7 sports had a graphic who is the best tight end in college football history first name mentioned keith jackson mm-hmm. who papa top himself steve stutzman just mentioned steve, uh, keith jackson brock bowers of georgia this year kyle pitts who was recently at florida chase kaufman who was uh, at missouri at one point mm, okay uh ivan green this looks like louisville dennis pitta at byu Mike Ditka of Pitts. Ditka. There's some interesting names there. Like, Dennis Pitta was a nice player at BYU, but best tight end in college football history. I, I don't know. There's a few names that stick out here. Keith Jackson, yeah. Brock Bowers at Georgia, and Ditka at Pitts. It's it's hard to say. Um, I, I don't know what, your, what, what the basis of that is. You know, the tight end has really trended from being a – basically a tackle that also goes out for routes every now and then to now a receiver that kind of blocks every now and then. So the position has widely changed over the years. Um, to me, like best in college football, that's so hard. I mean, like to me, ultimately, you want a guy that is able to dominate across the board well Keith Jackson did that in the national champ well not national it was essentially a national championship game Mm -hmm. for OU but in the Orange Bowl against Penn State he catches a go ball down the field for a touchdown right and then in the Nebraska game the same year he takes the end around all the way for a touchdown so Keith Jackson could do it all you know even in that era where they're not throwing the ball a ton yeah I don't know those are some interesting names though like they're throwing Brock Bowers in there he's having He's had two really good years, and if he keeps up his pace, I, I haven't seen as much of him and how good of a blocker he is just yet uh, because, like, like again, in my opinion, in order to be on that list, it's not how many balls you caught. You've got to be able to do it all. Um, just another reason why we're terrible at math, 33, 33, and 3 is the series history. Um, so this is your tiebreaker game. It's the last 69 games here. Oh, wow. 33, Yeah, we're terrible at That's quick math beautiful. Here. That's beautiful. People are like, how did you miss that? What is wrong with you? Maybe we shouldn't play it. Maybe we just should not play the, the football game. Chapstick says Mark Andrews was so good at both phases at tight ends. Best tight end ever. Yeah. Had he a was, hell of an NFL career. He was definitely really good. Um, yeah, he was, as a pass catcher, obviously – unbelievable and he's he's grown into a good all-around tight end in the nfl i it took coaxing for them to remember his last year they finally started to put him down on the line to put his hand down just to basically prove for no other reason that as a tight end he can be an inline tight end as well for the nfl craig in cleveland says keith jackson could have played in any era even today and will be a mm-hmm. stud totally agree with that yep 100 percent agree with that 
Uh, Trent Smith is my favorite tight end of all time. He's a former OU legend, says the texture in the 405. Yep. And a lot of Jermaine Gresham. Yeah. A lot of Jermaine Gresham. Beast. And I remember in that 07 game, 07 game, Texas had Jermichael Finley. Mm-hmm. He had a huge game. But Jermaine Gresham had a huge game as well. So yeah. I guess this kind of goes back to Jatavian Sanders. One when, when we've seen legitimate tight end play. Hell, Mark Andrews got the game-winning touchdown in 2017, right? When yeah. one team has had a really legit tight end, it feels like they make a big impact in this game. So I feel like we'll did Trent Smith have the one Trent Smith, touchdown in 01? Trent Smith ended up being on the cover of Sports Illustrated after that 2002 game. It said, take that. Oh, so, oh t- okay, 2002 he had a He big caught touchdown. a touchdown. Did he catch the touchdown right before half maybe, or maybe he caught mm-hmm. a two-point conversion? He, he did something in that yeah. game. Maybe he caught one late. But he was on. Yeah, so. Big tight ends in this game have had some pretty big moments previously. No. So let's hope Jatavian Sanders, maybe Austin Stogner will be that guy. I'm not holding my breath. He had, a, he had a great catch in this game previously. Yeah, he did. All right, uh, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll come back here at the Omni in Dallas and wrap up hour number two. Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bringing you this hour of the rush. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. Man, what a fun day it's already been. we still got over an hour uh, to go here at the Omni downtown. Talk to the Boz, James Spann of Boy Street Ventures, Steve Stutzman. We haven't really recapped what the Boz said earlier, so I guess for people that missed it, what was the what was the highlight from you on uh, what Boz said? We had him on like 15 minutes. Oh, gosh. Uh, the highlight? I don't know. I, I think, you know, him just talking about how great this game is, I think is. is he used the uh, word hates a few times. Yeah. You know, and, and that's right. It's I don't know. I feel like this is going to be like one of the most heated ones that we've had in a while, right? Just the importance of it. Well, you got um, the importance. You've and, got and, the, and I definitely think OU comes in with a real chip on their shoulder sure. in this game. Well, so yeah. I, I think that could factor into well, it. Well, that's I think that's kind of the perfect storm. You know, the, the importance of the football game for uh, just kind of the national landscape. Mixed in with the the anger for us over last year's 49-0 game and the boastfulness of Texas over last year's 49-0 game is probably going to end up with a heated atmosphere, right? Well, and this is a great opportunity, really the opportunity for your defense to show that it's, it, it's back officially, you mm-hmm. know, and that'll be – the narrative coming out of this game so when your defense knows i think they have a chance nationally against a program like this to announce to college football hey OU defense is about to be a thing again like all the things were listed i don't know if you want to use the word chippy or not use whatever word but there's going to be a real edge on on ou sideline tomorrow i hope so and i i hope horrible officiating doesn't put a damper on the football I, i really hope not either that'll be extremely unfortunate I'm not going to put it past the Big 12 officiating crew. Apparently, this is the same officiating crew as the OU Cincinnati game. Yeah. And this same officiating crew did the Texas-Wyoming game. And my Texas buddies were saying, yeah, they weren't, they weren't great in, in that game. This is, this is who, uh, who the Big 12 calls in if they need something. <laughs> yeah. You guys some, know what to do. Sketchiness going on. Blue Whale Sooner says, boys, I'm here for a little scuffle in the tunnel or at the 50 pregame. There was a little scuffle in the uh, end zone back with Ronnie Perkins a few years ago before kickoff. Well, that's kind of my point, though. I I would hate for something like that 
to occur, something that is not that out of the ordinary for a game like this, and the officials to make their impression ejecting a player or two or ten before the game even happens, right? That yeah. is what I just do not want to have happen. 940 OU fan living in Reno, Nevada. So that means the game starts at 9 a.m. out here. When is a good time to start pre-gaming for the game, and or is there a time that's too early? Booma, 30 minutes ago. 30 minutes ago was when you should have started pre-gaming for, yeah. uh, for this one. Gunny was up drinking at 4 a.m. this morning. I only know that because he tweeted at me at 4 a.m. that he was, he was drinking beer. Now, he works the night shift, but... It's like, man, I guess you can't drink all day if you don't start at 4 a.m. I think the timing of that actually works out well. You start at 4 a.m., you go for, I don't know, what, eight hours perhaps? Is that like a typical game day uh, assault on your system? So long enough for him to pass out, get some good rest, and then it really starts up about the same time. Uh, tomorrow morning so i think he's just getting his system timed up to what's going to occur tomorrow it's perfect kegs and eggs baby says the 919 there you go maybe my most favorite thing that bob stoops has ever said with this on tuesdays uh would you like a poem before we hit the top of the hour here this is from absolutely Zane. sooners are red longhorns will be blue because it's bv over bevo 20 to 2 really i swear if this final score <laughs> is 20 to 2 I'm not mailing Zane just a hat. I'm mailing him a T-shirt, a koozie, a button, and a headset so he can start doing this show no every kidding. single day as well if he gets that right. That's great. That would be – that's got to be some scoregami there for the, for this series especially. Good point. Did I just hear Tyler say my Texas buddy? Some interesting thing to say this week. Oh, yeah. That is. I call him my buddy. Yeah, I call him my buddy so I can get information out of them Busted. regarding their injuries. Busted. Yeah, not, All right. not a good look. Quick timeout. We got the final hour of the rush coming up next here from the Omni in Dallas.